Good day, spectacular podcast family, amazing individuals. I hope that wherever you are, you're having a fantastic day. We've got another tremendous episode for you today. We have Aboriginal psychic medium, Sean Leonard, and we've entitled this one, Bringing the Spiritual and Physical Worlds Together. This is a fantastic episode. We talk about Sean's story and how he began to discover these abilities. We talk about life after death. We talk about how to grow our spirit. We talk about how to develop our own psychic abilities. We talk about discerning from real psychics and fake psychics. So this is a very fascinating episode. Sean is currently filming a TV series where he goes around and he does psychic medium work. So this is a really... um, amazing episode and also take it with a grain of salt because it is big picture ideas and out in this world of the metaphysical of the mediums and the psychics um you know we need to be discerning and sean is a very interesting individual um and his background is fascinating and he's been doing a lot of important work so i think that if you look at the show it's always great too to watch it on video if you can but these are some really big ideas so um again enjoy do your research take it with a grain of salt but um i think his message is is super powerful and how we all have these abilities and that's what I really love about his message is discerning our own abilities our own way to navigate and getting a grip on life on death on spirituality and on growth so this is an epic episode if you enjoy it please take a screenshot share it on Instagram tag me at Matt Belair leave a review on iTunes that is super helpful if you want to toss a buck in the bucket on Patreon that's amazing and really appreciate uh, really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Robert Rossfield, uh, Rossfeld, for helping, for tossing a buck in the bucket. It, it is so appreciated. Thank you so much. But the best thing that you can do to support the show is one kind act for another human being today. That would be phenomenal. I want to thank my podcast partner and sponsor, the Himalaya Podcast app. They're free. They're easy to use. Um, You can make curated playlists with multiple shows so you can have them all lined up. You can fast forward it um, so you can get them on the app store. Check them out. They're over at um, any app store. And you can find them at H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A and make sure to give the mastermind, body, and spirit show a follow when you're over there. For those of you guys who are interested in coaching, if you really want to connect more with your life purpose, with your soul calling, with your passions, and you want to figure out how to create a life around that, there I have created a specific 12-week program just for that that helps you uncover that heart's purpose, that soul purpose, helps you build an actual plan so that you can execute and get very, very close and make massive ground in three months. I've worked with entrepreneurs, people who are writing books, who are designing courses, who are um, creating companies. It's been really rewarding and amazing. So if you're interested in that, let me know. And also, if you're already an entrepreneur and you're looking for peak performance, consciousness, mindfulness in your life, in the workplace, and you want to do some training or a hypnosis session or anything like that, hit me up at mattbelair.com forward slash coaching or matt at zenathlete and happy to help you out. Make sure you go over to the email list and sign up. You can get a free guide for lucid dreaming as well as an audio and, a, and an ebook if you go mattbelair.com forward slash lucid dreaming. Um, check out the Zen Athlete book if you haven't yet and that wraps it up. I think that's about it. Let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we get into today's episode. So wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly, filling every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being with peace, confidence, empowerment, energy, and ready to take on this incredible episode with Sean Leonard. 
Hello and welcome to the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is a star of APTN up-and-coming Canadian TV series, Spirit Talker, author of the book, The Language of Spirit, and teacher and founder of Spirit Talker Tribe, an online course to develop your psychic abilities and intuition. At 16 years old, just one year after losing his father to a massive heart attack, he received a visitation and a message from his father in spirit. We all have a purpose, and one day you will help people understand their lives and bridge the gap between the physical world and the spirit world. He is a proud Aboriginal Mi'kmaq person who works with spirit to help heal hearts. A respected Mi'kmaq elder gifted him with the name White Eagle Spirit Talker. Welcome to the show, Sean Leonard. Hey, thanks for having me, man. So awesome to be here and connect to your people and all people out there. And it's just so cool that we can do this like in this format. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you making time in your busy schedule. You're filming a TV show right now. You do your own Facebook Lives. Uh, you're a very busy man. So why don't you just introduce yourself to my audience, let them know a little bit about your background, uh, what you're up to, and what you're working on today. Well, um, my name is Sean Leonard. Um, you know, I have a Mi'kmaq name as, as well, White Eagle Spirit Talker, which was gifted to me by Mi'kmaq Elder. Um, I've been doing um, spirit work and like readings and connecting to people and helping guide people in their life and connecting with people in the spirit world for over 20 years. And it's been a process and a journey of learning. I mean, nobody knows everything. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not the creator. And, uh, but I trust what I get and see and feel and hear when I do help and guide people in their lives and connecting to people with spirit. And I found, you know, I, I wrote a book called The Language of Spirit that was inspired by my life journey. Um, and it's about what I've learned along that journey because I discovered that when spirit talks or does talk to people, there's a language. And it's not necessarily a language that most people would, you know, probably think of in a sense like Chinese or Japanese or anything like that. It's a language of energy. And how it comes to me personally is, you know, and there's fancy words to describe things like this, like clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience, claircognance. I mean, I didn't make those words up, but they do describe aspects of how the spirit world can communicate to us all. Um, the first way um, typically is clairvoyantly or to see things. And, you know, we often probably have visual images that pop into our mind that we think are our memory or thoughts. And it may be of a person you love that has passed away or connected into the spirit world. And I mean, if you break us all down, you know, we're, we're not even really solid in the first place. We're just energy. And then, you know, to think that, you know, this energy that we live in currently right now, this, you know, we're spirit having a human experience. We're in this form for a short time and uh, we can communicate to each other now. And the fact that we have a spirit in this body, you know, it's no stranger to think that we could communicate if we're not in this body. I mean, we still have consciousness and awareness. It's just contained in this little, this little shelf, this um, bodysuit, we'll call it, for a short time. And um, so how they do this to a person like myself or even to us. And a lot of the times it could be through our thoughts and memories that you, out of the blue, just think of a person that you love that is in the spirit world. And it's a connection. I don't think people realize that if you think of a person, whether they're still physically here in life, and a lot of people could probably test to this. And, you know, if you think of your mom and, you know, she calls you or you, know, you think of your brother or sister and, you know, they send you an email. And, you know, it's because we are all still connected. There's no separation. I think there's even signs to back this up these days. And, and I know some of those experiments that they've done, especially the U.S. military has done some, uh, 
great experiments with human DNA and the human emotion and the, the quantum field of energy, let's say. But if they can do it physically here, I mean, in spirit, you know, we're still connected as well. So when I see things from spirit, you know, it's like little faint images that come into my mind. And it's sometimes like very literal. Sometimes it could be figurative. Um, I don't always know. And I don't pretend to know. And nobody does know. I mean, we can only translate to the best of our ability or, or, of the wisdom that we have, that we all are given. So when I see something, um, then I vibe it out. I feel it out. I sense it out. Okay. What does this mean to me? What does it feel like it means to me? And then that's how I would deliver the message accordingly. So, um, you know, and to give you kind of like a very quick idea of what it's like to see things from the spirit world. Um, I mean, if I all asked everybody out there to visualize a fire hydrant, everybody could probably do it without thinking that hard. And just quickly, as subtly as that came through your mind, that's how often messages will come or information will come from the spirit world. It's not a loud, booming voice, somebody screaming at us or, or, or slamming us or pushing us or things like that. It's, it's very subtle. And I think you know, most people probably have this idea that it has to be like that or it has to be like human connection in that sense. So when you, we receive subtle information or guidance um, about wisdom for the earth or for ourselves or for another person, it's just, it's a, just a gentle message comes to your head. And if, you, if you're aware enough and you pay attention enough, you'll know that there, there's people, there's, you know, whatever you want to call them, the creator spirits. I mean, there's really no right or wrong word for this because it's all, it all comes from the same. And, um, you know, when it comes into your mind, it might guide you in your life. It may give you an idea that pops in your head out of the blue. And, and I even know Albert Einstein would say that, you know, he, he never even came up with the theory relatively. It just popped into his head. I mean, where did that come from? I mean, they come from somewhere. It was given to him. It was infused into his brain. I mean, what he has done with that or what he's done with the wisdom that has come into his mind um, from spirit or from, you know, the creator um, has been, you know, phenomenal. And there's many great people out there, whether you're a composer, a musician, you know, an artist or a poet. I mean, sometimes these things just flow through you. They flow with you. They come through you into life. And, you know, great things have been created into the world because of those thoughts, those visions, those inspirations. And I mean, if you even break the word inspiration down it just literally means to be in spirit or inspired and i think we're all connected to the same source and you know I, i'm i'm mi'kmaq and being mi'kmaq and my culture my heritage is hugely part of my life and in and, and, and i think any spiritual practice you have you can incorporate into anything that you do it's if if it speaks to you and it comes from your heart and it comes from a good space and place that's really what matters and it's not about whether you're Catholic or Buddhist or Hindu. I mean, all roads lead to the same place. I mean, we're all going to the same place in the end. And it's not just, you know, it's not an elitist group that you have to follow this path to get there. I think all paths lead to the same space and place. It's, I think it's the definition that a lot of people have about, you know, what we think that, the, you know, the right way is to go. But I don't know if there is a wrong way. As long as you're not hurting people, hurting yourself and... I think that that might not be the best way, but definitely if you have to go that way for some time to learn something, then hopefully you get it and you move from that space and place into a, a place of compassion or, or love or, you know, just, just happiness and joy. I mean, cause I can't think of a greater place and space to be in living from than that, than, than anger or, you know, regret or fear. I mean, so many people live like that today and it's unfortunate that sometimes belief systems have incorporated that to put fear into us to follow a certain path. 
And um, so I don't give a lot of power to that, but I don't like to d diminish or dismiss anybody's faith or belief system either, because um, I think it's all a learning process for life. And it doesn't matter again, which way or which road you take, but we're all going to the same source eventually. So another way with the language of spirit and, you know, just as like I spoke before about seeing things and having thoughts come into your mind visually. I mean, sometimes we feel things and we're all our feelers. We're natural feelers in the world. When you meet somebody that you feel is off, I mean, you can feel that energy. You can feel that presence, that personality, that spirit. That there's something wrong with them, something that is not settled. They're not at peace or they're, they're maybe a little off track. Um, and it might be fleeting and it might be um, way longer, but I mean, who are we to judge another person's experience? I mean, we can offer them wisdom and maybe help guide them on their path, but I mean, it's up to them whether or not they accept that, incorporate that, and put it into life in a way that helps them bring peace, joy, and uh, acceptance maybe sometimes. So when I feel things, I mean, we can all feel things when we enter a room, even energy and space this whole room. Like I do believe there's imprints of energy. Many people who are very uh, sensitive uh, could probably walk into a place where tragedies have happened before and maybe feel what has happened before, like vibe it out in a sense. Like they might not know exactly what happened, but they may get a sense that something bad has happened in this space or place. And um, I, mean, I mean, the only thing we can do and what I've learned is maybe, you know, Pray, set an intention, you know, maybe change the end of the space and imprint your energy in a good way to maybe shift it. Um, so, and, and with people in life, I mean, how we can help them. When you meet a person and you can feel that from them, maybe what they were struggling with, it could be, you know, typically things people struggle with in their life would be health or career, finance, relationships, or maybe even family sometimes. If you feel like you can give them some wisdom, then, you know, based on what you feel, you know, do that from your heart. Just do it from a good space and place to just help your fellow man. If, if, you, if you're put in those situations and um, you know, and I am often put in situations like that where I get to help people. And I'm so grateful to source and the creator in my own existence, because this is a path that I choose to walk, but because it speaks to my heart, it speaks to my beingness of what I feel um, like, I feel like I can give energy to in the world that I have passion for. And I think whatever that is for you, I mean, you could probably do it in any ways, whether it's a, through uh, Facebook <laughs> lives or from YouTube videos or whatever that may be, whatever speaks to you and how you feel you can be of service to others. It's, it's, that's the real gift is, is not being psychic. And I think that a lot of people think that there's, this is a gift. It's, it's, I don't like to say it's a gift. Uh, because it's, it's, I, do, I do believe it's a language, again, like I said, and you can learn the language, and you can learn about how spirit talks to you and speaks through you. How you, how you give that to the world, again, is your choice. Um, but I feel we all have it in us to be connected to source. Uh, I don't feel I'm special. I don't feel like I'm greater than anyone. I, I just like to say I'm, I'm a good translator. I know language. <laughs> and how that uh, translates for me is just to help people help heal hearts sometimes through grief or, you know, things that they're struggling with, particularly as a spirit talker. And in my culture, I mean, our, you know, indigenous people have been talking to their ancestors forever. And uh, we've done ceremonies. Everything has been kind of structured around talking to our ancestors and talking to people in the spirit world. I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not a non-traditional uh, indigenous uh, person who practices those ceremonies, but I still have the connection to that same you know, spirit connection. 
and uh, I do my own ceremonies. I, I, I practice it in my own way. And I come, I come at it from being taught, not by, and sometimes by elders, but not necessarily in a traditional way, but by taught just to follow my heart and follow source and, and go where I'm guided. And I feel it, that I'm, I feel very blessed in a sense, not gifted to do this work and to be able to help people in this way. So now another part of the language, which I'll describe, um, is called clairsentience. I mean, clear hearing. I mean, the clairvoyance is clear seeing, clairsentience is clear sensing, a clear feeling, clairaudience uh, as well. Clairaudience is like hearing spirit. And I think we all maybe hear a voice here and there or have a voice that comes into our mind that speaks to us in some way. It might be just a word. It might be just, you know, a name. Um, I mean, but when something speaks to you, you know that it's not you. I mean, where does it come from too? And why are they saying it to you? Why are they speaking it to you? Um, do you think there's a mistake when spirit speaks to you? No, I don't. And for me, um, when I connect to people and hear things, I mean, I know it's typically, it's usually spirits that are connected to other people. It could be uh, a name or a date or a time or a sentence of some sort. And, um, you know, when, when spirit does speak to me, because again, um, in the spirit world, when they do, um, they might tell me something nobody could know about you and only you to validate that it is them, uh, so that you would know it was the person. If, if you're going to a person, um, and I mean, there's some, and I know, no offense to anybody that does this work. And there's some people that do this work phenomenally out there. And there's some people that I'm not so sure about, <laughs> but I mean, who am I to judge? Um, I would say if you're thinking about ever going to see somebody, you know, you know, follow your heart, follow your gut, uh, ask the creator to guide you, ask for guidance for the right person to come into your life. Uh, if you feel like you need guidance from a person like myself, um, I don't, my personal opinion though, would be that you don't need anybody like me. <laughs> you don't, it's just, it's because we feel disconnected as this person and spirit in the physical world that, you know, I just help you remember who you are. Remember that connection through validation, through spirit communication or connection, but it's really about you having that connection yourself because that's a greater gift that hopefully you take away from meeting somebody like myself than it is just to have to come to somebody like myself. Um, because it's something that should awaken in you. It should awaken inside of you that realize that this is, is possible. It's real, that um, this is able to come through not only myself, but yourself. So does that make sense, Matt? Yeah, I'm with you the whole way. And, and just writing down a, a list of questions and things I wanted to share about that because I think we're on the same page with a lot of things. And there's a few things that as you went through, it reminded me of a few things like in the movie Coco, I watched with my nephew. Um, the person, the character in the movie is going to die when the last living person forgets the memory of the ancestor, forgets the person in the spirit world. And so that was a way for them to keep them alive is to honor their ancestors and things like that. So I just thought it was an interesting correlation because in the spirit world, it was necessary, like you're, you're remembered, you know, and talked about in the, in the physical world as well. So just a, an interesting correlation to that. Um, and I, I remember when you're talking about um, how we're all going the same way and there's a great quote by Ram Dass that says, uh, we're all just walking each other home. It doesn't really matter in which style you're doing it. We're all going to end up at the same place. So um, it's okay what you believe. And we all have this connection with spirit. And I really like that you're drawing it in and saying, hey, this isn't really like the most fantastic thing. It, it's, it's something, but you have this in you too. And I think that people 
shut that down. And, and what I'm curious about is a lot of different things. Um, but it would be like the distinction between like, I don't know, for myself, when, when I was developing, let's say I read a lot of books on psychic powers when I was probably 15 to 18, I wanted to know where the edges were and what I could do. And, and I think that all that taught me was to trust myself and increase my intuitive abilities. It's just that inner voice that we know, right? I think a lot of people just suppress that voice rather than connect to that voice, you know, and really just empower ourselves to um, like just trust ourselves and to, and the other common thread you're saying is to ask spirit, ask creator, ask something for guidance because that's going to serve you and that's going to support you. So um, I was wondering if you could talk about like your first time when you had that experience with um, your father coming back and, and, and like how that comes to you, because what I'm curious about is when I'm, I don't know where the levels of skills are, if I'm psychic or if I'm not psychic or if I've developed the abilities, I feel like I have a very strong intuition. I can read people really well. Um, I've done things where I was in a group for a while where I try like the channeling and there'd be someone in front of me. And then all I would do is I'd clear my mind and just allow what was going to come in to come in. But I would never say it as fact. It would just be like, I've just cleared my mind. I've tuned into you. And these are the things that came. And there was a lot of really interesting things things that came in and uh, that was accurate that uh, I didn't know, but I thought that was fascinating. And that just kind of showed that we're connected, but I couldn't distinguish, like, it wasn't like, uh, Hey, this is Joanne. I'm the, you know, aunt. And I have a message like this. It wasn't like that at all. It was just allowing kind of vagueness to come through. So I'm wondering if you can speak on like the distinctions in your first experience. And if this was something that was new for you or like how you felt when, when that happened? Okay. Well, I mean, I don't think anybody in life, and thank you for that question, Matt. I, I really appreciate you. Um, you know, your, your inquisitiveness and your wisdom as well and your ability to help people learn. So I thank you. Uh, for me, I mean, I never finished high school and go, hey, I'm going to be a psychic medium. <laughs> <laughs> that's not something I think I ever thought about doing. I thought, okay, well, all I want to be in life is probably have a girlfriend, maybe get married, have a great job, you know, have stability or what I thought stability was. And, uh, you know, sometimes life has a different path for us. And, you know, it all happened. And I remember the day that my life kind of shifted in a way uh, was I was 15 and my dad had passed away. And I remember my mom waking me up very early in the morning. And it was about five o'clock in the morning. My dad was in the military. Um, he was in the Navy in Nova Scotia. And my mom runs into the room and says, Sean, there's something wrong with your father. He's out in the driveway. You have to go out and help him. I need to call people. And I woke up and I ran out. And, you know, my dad had just bought this, like, secondhand truck, uh, GMC truck that was, you know, he was really proud of his truck. And the door was open and it was running. And, uh, and I ran out by the truck to the end of the driveway and I couldn't see my father. And I was like, where, you know, where is he? I ran back in the house and I talked to my mom and I said, mom, are you sure he's out there? Because I can't, he's not there. I didn't see him. She goes, go out and look again. He's there. So I ran back out scouring around in a panic, right in my underwear in the middle of the morning and uh, still didn't see him. Ran into the house. I said, mom, he's not there. He must've got up and gone somewhere. Now, at this point, my mom puts down the phone, and this is 1987, and uh, she takes me outside and points me at my father. 
who was laying beside the door open of, a, of the truck and it was running. After the life of me, I still can't understand why I was not able to see him. He was there, but at that age of my life, I mean, is anybody really ready to lose somebody that they care about? Or, you know, I, I was in shock. Obviously, I was in shock. And uh, so anyway, I rolled over my father and I performed CPR. And, you know, I was raised Catholic, as most Mi'kmaq people are. And uh, I never was really connected to my culture. And the only thing that I had faith in was, you know, Jesus or God or whatever. And I knew prayer. Uh, I was taught prayer. I prayed, I swore, I did it all. And I even talked to my father if he could hear me, and I felt like he could. I didn't know he could, but it felt like he was still there, standing there watching me. And as I performed CPR on him, and I, after about 10 or so minutes, I realized at that point my father wasn't coming back. And I lost all sense of hope in that regard. So I went into the house and I was crying and I told my mom, some neighbors come down, finish CPR. And, and I was right. My father did not come back. And it was a year later, I was sleeping downstairs on the couch in my mom's uh, rec room in Nova Scotia, in Elmsdale, Nova Scotia. And as I was sleeping downstairs, and the reason why I slept down there was because I knew if I, and I wasn't the best of children, <laughs> you know, I snuck out, I, and I'm sorry to say this, and I don't know if we can talk about this in the States, but I smoked a little bit of weed back in the day. And, you know, I was, I was, you know, I was 16 years old. And I was struggling with the loss of my father, didn't know how to cope with it. And I was doing my best. And, I, and I'm sure I put my mom through a whole lot of trouble. So anyway, I slept downstairs on the couch because that was the whole intention was to sneak out and come back late and she would know I was gone. So as I slept on the couch, I had woken, or I thought I had woke up. And I stepped up, and as I was standing there, I could look at my body on the couch. And I was like, okay, this is really weird. Uh, why am I, am I dead? Because I didn't know what was going on. And just off in the back of the room, about 45 degrees, uh, this white light started to appear. And it got brighter and brighter and brighter and larger. And I, was, I, I thought I was dying for sure at this point. And then I walked my father out of the light. And for whatever reason, I was still looking at myself, looking at the light, looking at my dad. And my dad, <laughs> this is going to sound funny, but my dad was wearing a long white robe. And I thought, what the hell are you wearing? <laughs> my dad would literally not be caught dead wearing that. It was like not something I would ever think my dad would be wearing. But apparently he has, he is dead wearing it. And uh, how he walks and... Uh, you know, and I was elated for a second, which then quickly turned to anger. And, and he knew I was angry. And he said, Sean, you need to calm down. And I, and I said, okay. He goes, I got to tell you some things. He says, you need to tell your mom I'm okay. You need to tell your brother that I'm okay. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. And he says, I have something else to tell you. And all I could think about, even though I saw him, even though he was speaking to me, was leaving here and going there. Because all I could think about was leaving this world. Because when I saw that light and I saw that space and place, I felt everything was fake. The whole world was fake. I was living in some weird reality that wasn't real. And this was like the matrix now. And I'm like, okay, that's where I belong. That's my home. And all I could think about was leaving. And my dad would kind of shimmer over so I couldn't go by him. And he says, you can't come here. He goes, if you, if you come here, you're not going to want to come back. I'm like, 
no, I'll come back. And I knew I was freaking lying because if I could get my ass there, there's no way you're getting me back. <laughs> and then he says, oh, well, I got to show you a few things. And he showed me what it would look like for my mom if I left. And I saw that she would, even though losing my father, my mom would grieve for probably another seven years. And I saw that grief and I felt it. And then he showed me what it would look like for my brother if I would go. Now, mind you, my brother was only 10. He did grieve for me another year. <laughs> but even though I felt what they would go through, I still chose to go. And my dad says, no. He says, you're not going to understand this. He says, we all have a plan in life. It's still your choice. You still have free will. But there's a plan for you. And I said, okay. And he goes, one day you're going to be helping people. And he says, even me dying is part of your plan. Because my dad was only 42 and he died of a massive heart attack. He, he, he kept explaining that I would not understand why things were happening. And he said that even me dying was part of your plan because he says the greatest gift I could ever give you was to die so that you could become the person you were meant to be. I'm like, well, what does that mean? He goes, well, again, you're going to be helping people. You're going to be helping people understand where we go and where we come from and how we're connected. And I thought, this is gibberish. My dad is Yoda now, like from Star Wars. This is not real. This is like super silliness. And this is just, let me go. I'm ready to go. He says, you can't. And he says, remember to tell your mom and your brother. And he touched me in the forehead and woke up on the couch. And I was like, holy, that was real. That wasn't a dream. That was like reality. That was like as real as real can be. I, I looked at my life so differently since that day. And I, and I, and I, my mom woke up and I told her the dream and you know, I thought she'd be really happy. And she's like, pissed off. <laughs> my mom says, well, why did he come to you and not me? And I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> but I do know now that she was in a different place in her grief than I was. And my mom was still learning from it or working through, um, you know, the loss of my father. So she wasn't ready to receive something like that yet. She wasn't ready. And, you know, she had to go through her healing process. And she did eventually get through it and marry another great man named Larry, who unfortunately has also passed away. But that's another story. So I left. I went about my life. And my, my grandmom, who was Mi'kmaq, and lived in Newfoundland um, in Canada, which is kind of a, a huge province. It's very remote areas and mostly fishing communities. And I went to live with her for a while. And and my grandma was very spiritual, very like connected and talked about spirits and different things. And my great grandma was um, one of the last medicine women of Con River, uh, Newfoundland. And she would teach me different things about uh, medicine and treating people. And she, she then had lost part of her culture and her language too, because she left. Uh, and, and when my grandma was born, there was no Mi'kmaq community. You know, it was a community, but there was no reserve. Actually, Newfoundland wasn't even part of Canada when my grandma was born because uh, it didn't become part of Confederation until 1948. So she married a, a man and moved away and had 16 children. <laughs> my mom was the oldest. I'm the oldest grandchild, and, uh, and she's also in spirit now. But I love my grandma. I love spending time with her, playing cards, smoking with her when I smoked. <laughs> you know, it was just sitting talking and just having a relationship with my grandma that was special, and she would teach me different things some, sometimes. So then I moved with her for a year and I thought, okay, well, I'm going to be a fisherman. This is what I'm going to do. There, there was, I had a few girlfriends, so I was like, I was doing okay in that part of my life. And, 
And then, and then I wasn't, you know, I wasn't completely happy. And then some old girlfriend called me from uh, somewhere else. And, you know, and I won't name her, but let's just say she was, she had been drinking a few drinks and she said, uh, Sean, I'm so sorry that we broke up. We've been together for three years. She's, but you know, maybe you could come visit me. Maybe we could work this out. And the whole thought of being in Newfoundland was gone. <laughs> Off I went and I uh, was back home, ready to move in to back to this old girlfriend. Because again, my priorities were very simple. And I was just living in the moment. I wasn't like, you know, I, I was finished high school. I mean, I had no plan in life to be or go or do anything. I wasn't even sure who it was going to be. And uh, so I went home and then the, and the girl called me and said, hey, you know, I made a terrible mistake. I was drinking last night. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you shouldn't come here. <laughs> so I was like, okay, great. What's my next move in life? Where do I go from here? And uh, my mom must have called, you know, because we have a large family. And my mom called a few of her sisters in Calgary, Alberta, uh, Canada, and uh, said that she had a boyfriend there who had a job and they were hiring and that if I moved out there, um, you know, that they could probably give me a job, which I did do. I left with my guitar, my one suitcase went to Calgary, and uh, I was in Calgary. And my whole life is just like, I don't know what's happening. And then I, I met a lady, got married, had a couple children, and, um, you know, and I was working. And then things started to happen in my life. And it wasn't something I wasn't searching for. I started to have experiences. I started to have these things like synchronicities, I call them, that were just so weird. It was, my life was getting weird. And I remember, um, you know, I was becoming more spiritual, I was finding my spirit, and I was praying or talking to source or creator. And, um, you know, I, I was asking if there was people that I could serve or help, um, that, you know, I would be of service in some way. And, you know, when I remember this one prayer one morning, and, and it's kind of a crazy story, but um, this is when I knew they were listening. There's something listening. And, and I put the story of my father way in the back of my brain. And I prayed one morning on my way to work because I was building office furniture now and uh, in a company, um, high-end office furniture. And I, and I worked my way through the company from actually manually building furniture to doing bills material and AutoCAD and such. So again, no plan of being or walking this path. And I just started to find my spirit. And I was praying and asking creator. I never used this particular prayer. I just spoke from my heart. I spoke from my spirit. And I think that's, you know, the greatest form of prayer, no matter what you believe or thoughts are. I mean, just speaking from yourself because we are connected. And I prayed that I could help people if there's somebody I could help. And sure enough, as soon as I said that prayer, within a minute, I was driving a back road because then I worked out. I was really buff and I was like really all about my body. I had an eight pack and I was going to the gym. Some woman jumps out of the ditch and she's got half clothed. And, um, and I was like, you know, scared. I mean, who wouldn't be? I pulled over and she's like waving me down and she's panicked and she needs help. And she says, I'm in trouble. Can you help me? And she says, I need you to take me to the bus station. I'm like, are you okay? I mean, are you okay? And she says, I'm, I am okay. And she got in the car. She had some drug paraphernalia on herself. And I could see that there was some needle marks on her arm. And I said, are you okay? Did somebody hurt you? And she said, yeah, yes, but just take me to the bus station. I said, I think we should go to the police station. I think you need to like talk to somebody about what has happened to you. And she says, I will. And I talked to her. And then I tried to impart some spiritual wisdom upon her. And 
that I that I learned or read from different places, and and um, it seemed to kind of help her a bit. And I told her, I said, listen, I, I don't know if you were praying for help, but in that moment before you jumped out of the ditch and scared the, the bejeebus out of me, um, I was praying to help someone. And I didn't know who or how or what I was going to do. But so this is when things started to escalate in my life. And I started to see things and have dreams and know things. And, you know, I remember uh, going to my you know, partner's work and knowing things about people should work with that I can't say. But it was just something I knew. And I thought, okay, this is fine. I mean, because when you have someone in your life that you care about, you kind of like trust that little inner voice. And you tell them what you think. You know, you, you, we all have an inside and outside voice, right? So I would tell her what I thought about so-and-so. And I, th I thought, you know, so-and-so is cheating with so-and-so. <laughs> you know, there was no real evidence to kind of suggest to prove that. But, you know, my, my, my partner then thought I was crazy. And I thought I was crazy too. But, I mean, who cares? I mean, I'm, I have no intention of like, walking in this path or do anything like that so and it turns out it was right and she goes how did you know that and I'm like I didn't really know it's just something that came to me it's just something that I that I felt it's just something that I you know wasn't sure I mean who could be really sure about anything um but it's just my thoughts I was just I was just really good at being sure of things so she brought people to me and I started to read them and I actually started to get connections to people. And, and I, this is not like where I was out, you know, charging people or doing anything. It was just like, this is just a farce because I kind of wanted to see if it was real or not. And I think you mentioned this part of your own story. In some sense, you want, you want, you were delving into the possibility of this. Is this actually possible? And for me, it became very, very real and very possible. I started to see things that nobody could know. I started to know things that should nobody should know. And I didn't know where that was coming from. I had no idea. So, and I wasn't sure. And then I was actually kind of torn because I actually thought for a while that there has to be a logical explanation for this. And I had, I had come to the conclusion at some point that I was a mind reader. <laughs> I could read people's mind. I don't know how, but I was reading their minds. And, uh, and, I, and I brushed it off. I thought, this is silliness. This is malarkey, right? And just, I'm able to get into people's heads somehow. And so we let it go. And then I, and I kept working and I, and I would share, I had a buddy that I work with. His name is Orion. Great guy. He's from Bosnia and we played sports and soccer and basketball. And I would share these stories with him because, you know, he was a buddy, but man, he hassled the crap out of me. He gave me such a hard time. I was scared to tell him anything. I was just so, if I, I was scared, and he would always poke me for something. I was like, what craziness have you come up with lately? And I would tell him and he would just bug me about it. So, um, this is one day I was sitting at work and I was typing on my computer and this is when I realized there's more to this. And I was typing on my computer and I, and I heard a voice in my head. I've never heard a voice like speaking to me. And it actually in the beginning when I heard it, I thought I might be schizophrenic because there was a voice in my head that kept saying a name over and over and over and over again. It would just repeat. It was just Charlie. And the name Charlie, 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 Charlie was over. I'm like, okay, great. I'm not psychic. I'm freaking, there's something mentally wrong with me. And uh, so I was going to go home because I'm not well. There's something wrong. I need to see somebody. So when I looked at Orhan, I, I was going to tell him that, you know, I'm going to go home and, and such. But I thought, no, I said, there's got to be a logical explanation for this. He's thinking about Charlie. He's got a buddy, Charlie, and he's thinking about him. He's thinking about doing something with him. I'm able to get this. 
So I turned and I asked Orion, I said, Orion, I got a really weird question for you, but are you thinking about a guy named Charlie? <laughs> and uh, I mean, he was typing on his computer and, and he stopped and he turned at me and he says, um, I used to know a guy named Charlie. Why are you asking? As soon as he said that, an image came into my mind. And it's, it's an image, like a memory that I have a place I've been before and I had been to this place before. There was a bar sign that popped into my head and the bar sign was the town and country bar. And it's in Calgary and you know, no offense to anybody that goes to this place, but it's not, back in the day, it wasn't the greatest of places and, and, no, and, and I don't mean to be offensive to anyone. There might be people that take their clothes off there. And I might've been there once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <am> human. <laughs> and my uncle took me there when I first moved to Calgary. So for whatever reason, <laughs> find the town and country bar sign. It was just a T and C popped into my head. I was like, oh, this is so strange. Orin. I'm like, why the hell am I seeing the town and country bar sign? Then Orion goes, oh my God, that's the last place that Charlie was seen alive. I'm like, what? And, you know, I'm like, I mean, if you were last seen somewhere, Something definitely happened to you. You don't have to be psychic to figure that part out. It's just like it's common sense, right? And then he got mad at me. He goes, who the hell put you up to this? I'm like, um, nobody. I'm like, I don't even know how this happened. I said, were you thinking about him? He says, I was not thinking about this man. I worked with this man eight years ago. And he says, his name's not even Charlie. It's Achari. It's just his nickname is Charlie. I'm like, okay. And then I started to see more things. I saw a man standing at the top of the stairs and I was walking down the stairs into a house, into like a, an apartment, into a home, but there was an outside entrance and it was canopy. And uh, I saw three or four other people standing up at the top of the stairs and, and they were watching him walk into the basement. And I saw that. I'm like, well, I described what I saw to him about this downstairs basement apartment house. I said, do you understand this? He says, nope, <laughs> no clue. I'm like, come on, man. I knew you must know something here. I said, what's the story? He says, I don't know the story. He says, all I know. And, he, and I said, I mean, how did you know this guy? He goes, well, I worked with him at the airport eight years ago. And then he got mad at me again and said, well, who, who put you up to this? Who told you this? I'm like, nobody told me this, Orion. I said, I mean, I didn't even know you worked at the airport eight years ago. How the heck am I supposed to know who worked at the airport that had died that was a friend of yours that doesn't even have a real name, what they there are, but a nickname. And then they'll, you know, see these things. And so anyway, we agreed to drop it because he was getting frustrated with me and I was a little confused. And uh, so anyway, I had, um, I said, you sure you don't understand this downstairs apartment thing and all this? And he's like, no. So we dropped it. And the, you know, the positive part of this was he stopped hassling me. <laughs> I think I really freaked him out a bit because I freaked myself out because I mean, I, 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 I'm, I've got it down to this like part that I'm a mind reader and this is coming to me from, you know, coming from his head somehow. And I don't know how I'm getting it, but it's coming to me. And so a few months had gone by and, and I was then coming in and working out still. And, and I picked up the Calgary Sun newspaper and I was reading through it as I would sometimes do because I loved hockey. I mean, in Canada, we are big hockey guys. So I was at that time following the Calgary Flames. I want to see the Flames score. And, uh, and I flipped the paper open. I was there about 15 minutes before my work. I was really happy I could have that time because I was working like 12 hour shifts. Flipping through, see an unsolved murder of a guy named 
uh, Achari, everybody nicknamed Charlie. Last seen at the town of Country Bar in the Foothills Industrial Park of Calgary, they have a picture of the bar. They have a picture of the house where he was found murdered, and it was in that downstairs place that I had saw. And it was identical to what I saw in my head. And, and they were looking for information. So I, Orion comes in and I put the paper down and I say, Orion, you really have to read this. And he reads it. And I'm like, okay, man, tell me you knew this. Like, come on. I'd stop shitting me. Like, you know, just be honest with me. Did you know something about this? I mean, like, I know that you didn't. He goes, well, I wasn't even in the country. So I had nothing to do with killing him at the, you know, we were friends. And I said, I'm not, that's not what I'm alluding to. I think what I'm alluding to is you knew something more about the story and you weren't telling me. He goes, man, I did not know this. He goes, are you going to leave me the hell alone? And I'm like, um, yeah. He goes, why do you need to know this so bad? I said, worrying because this is going to sound freaking crazy. And I know I'm even feeling crazy saying this. But I feel like people are telling me things. They're showing me things. They're telling me a story. And I really need to know if you knew this or not. Because if you didn't know this, then I know it's not coming from you coming from somewhere else and it feels like people are telling me things it feels like there's a personality and it feels like they're trying to get this through in a way and uh and i said you got to be swearing on somebody's life here and he goes well i mean who do i swear on i said well swear on your kid's life or your wife's life swear on somebody's life i need to know that you're like absolutely tell me the truth and th and this is a funny story because um he goes well i'll never swear on my kid's life but i can definitely swear on my wife's life <laughs> and another funny story was him and his wife came to see me about three or four years ago in Calgary. Uh, and I, I, I often tell this story in my live show. So I had to alter that part because I'm sure you would have heard it like <laughs> slap in the background. Like what? <laughs> but uh, he swore. He says, Sean, I'll never, you know, I, I swear. I mean, I swear in my own life. I did not know this. He says, are you really going to stop inquiring? You're going to leave me alone? And I'm like, yeah, I will. And that was the moment that changed my life. It was, it was my father in the beginning. It was like him leaving my life. And, and again, I never set out in life to be anyone that would do this in any way. And something had happened to me. It was a sequence of events in my life that have unfolded in a way, in such a way that have led me to have the understanding that I do. And, um, and that was the moment that I realized that this was real. And it, it changed my whole life. It changed to what I thought about life. It changed about how I saw things. I changed how I saw events taking place in people's lives and why they were happening or why things were happening, even the, the shitty stuff that happens to people. I mean, we all go through stuff. I mean, I wish I could say that it's all cupcakes and roses and happiness and joy for everyone. But, I mean, we're all learning here through something. I mean, eventually we'll learn it and move through it and maybe – have a greater deal of wisdom that we can live life differently. And whatever that looks like for you. And every person's is uniquely different. Um, and we all have uniquely different truths that we've learned from our life experiences. And no, none is greater than any less, but hopefully it brings you joy, peace, compassion, love, happiness, all of the great things that hopefully we're living a life by. So I, I started to move out into the world and started to kind of shared this this wisdom in a sense and, and it was like you know what what happened was i realized i said oh my god this is like a language 
they're able to communicate to me through this language. It's not, you know, it's like I see things, I feel things, I hear things. It's like I sense things. Sometimes I just know things. It's like almost like there's a communication. It is communication. And it feels like people. And it feels like, you know, sometimes I'm not sure where it's coming from. But I, I don't worry. I just, I share what comes into my awareness or as such. And, and you know, I think, like, because of what my dad said, and it brought me back to my father about, you know, one day you're going to be helping people. And I thought, this is freaking crazy. I mean, how? I mean, so I knew then that we have a plan, a general plan for our life when we come here. Does it mean we all follow it? Probably not. Does it mean that we can't get off track? Probably a lot of people do. Doesn't mean we can get back on track. And I feel like generally like fulfill the reason or purpose that we're here for in one way or another. And, and, and again, this is just mine. And I feel a great deal of passion for helping people understand that. But I don't believe it's the passion or path for everyone. And everyone has to uh, create their life how they so choose because we're all creators. We're part of source. We're, we create our life every day. But you create it based on your wisdom, your knowledge, um, all the little steps that got you to where you are. And, you know, I like to feel like there's breadcrumbs that are led for us, whether we, we pick them up and keep going. Um, that's a personal choice, too. But if you're on your right path in life, and I, I always make this analogy that we're, we're all kind of like in, in Canada. We're, we're on a trip from Vancouver to St. John's, Newfoundland. And, um, and some people get lost in Saskatchewan because I don't know if anybody's been to Saskatchewan. It's pretty freaking flat. You get off the main road, you're never finding that road again. And some people do. And some people, they're there with drugs, alcohol, depression, uh, different things where they've limited themselves or blocked themselves. They haven't moved through something yet. They haven't found their way back to keep going in the direction that they've always planned for themselves. But, I, and I like to say our creator is an equal opportunity employer. That, you know, we're here now. I believe we all have lived many lifetimes. And I don't think this is my first. I know mine, it's not my first. I absolutely know beyond a shadow of a doubt this is not my first time being here in this physical world. And I believe that we've probably all been more than one time in this physical or maybe even other worlds beyond this time. Um, am I sure of that part? No. But I feel it. I feel it in my spirit. I feel like there's a truth to that. Um, but I do know this one that we, I do believe in reincarnation. I don't think anybody's in a rush to come back. I don't think we're like, okay, get me back in here really fast. I think there's a, we, we really think about our life, who's going to be in our life, who's going to be part of our soul group, what we're to accomplish, who's going to assist us in those goals. Um, and then hopefully we get back on the road from Saskatchewan. There are no people, no offense to people living in Saskatchewan. <laughs> I'm sure it's a beautiful province. <laughs> but, uh, and then we find our way back and we keep going the journey. And if we don't, you know what? It's not your only lifetime. It might take several lifetimes. It may take many lifetimes to find your way all the way across. It may take an eternity. I don't know that either. Um, and I don't know if the journey will ever end for any, any one of us. I don't think it will. I think we've been around forever. I mean, we're part of source. We're all sparks of the divine. Uh, we're, we're part of the creator. Expressing itself within itself always and becoming something new and greater, becoming the new always is an expression of ourselves were creating and expanding the whole in a sense.
as the universe expands, I mean, we're expanding, our knowledge expands. Everything is like always changing. And I know that for the, for the sake of people thinking that there's like creation, I, I don't even know if there, if there is a such a thing, but um, I do know what is happening now is every moment, every cell, in even one cell, one atom is equally important to every atom in your body because you couldn't have a body if, it didn't, if you didn't have one atom. Or you, everything in the universe has a, a, a meaning, a reason, a purpose, an intention. And some things may leave the physical world and still exist in the spirit world and they may reappear with extinction. And I mean, our world may end one day, I'm sure it will. And then it will probably, hopefully, our souls, our spirits, which I believe is like uh, indestructible, will probably continue that evolution of the soul, evolution of our spirit, um, perhaps somewhere else. I even think that there's people here today that have probably lived several lifetimes in other places, other planets, other, other spaces, and, you know, does it make them greater? No. It, nobody's greater than anyone. We're all equal. I mean, one atom is equal to the whole. And I think if we can think about that, that there's a purpose for it, there's a purpose for me, there's a purpose for you, there's a purpose for everybody, and it's, it's not, there's no right or wrong. I mean, in general sense, in humanity, ways of looking at things, yeah, we can wrong people, but I don't think a creator would ever judge us. There's no judging man up there with a, on a crown, on a throne, judging. It's just, to me, that's human ego, adding things to what we think that our creator is. But it's, it's, it's the whole. Holy crap, Sean. That's, that's like quite a story. Man, that's unbelievable. That must have been an unbelievable experience, first of all. And I'm sorry I had to lose your father at, at so young. I've, I've been very fortunate to um, have my family still here. And I don't know what I would do without my parents, without my family. I am just barely getting by, um, you know, on a daily <laughs> basis yeah. trying to figure this thing out. Um, but, you know, also as a, as a side note, my mom is a Newfie and I live no in Canada and I'm ca Canadian. Yeah. So. Whereabouts in Newfoundland? Uh, Stephenville. Oh, okay. I was just in Stephenville. Oh, right. Yeah. I haven't been back there for a long time, but I have some family that really wants me to I make a trip. So, yeah. yeah. So. Well, I'm doing the show Spirit Talker for APTN in Canada, which is Aboriginal People's Television Network. It's a national network here. And Spirit Talker is where I go to 13 different um, reserves in Eastern Canada, where I go and I do my live shows and speak and connect to spirit and share messages and help people heal. Because that's what I do is help people heal or help people th work through energy of grief and the loss of people. That's predominantly what my focus is. And, uh, but I went to two places in Newfoundland and obviously Con River, the one my grandmama's from, I was there and I went to Hellebu First Nation and, uh, that's near Stephenville. So I went to Stephenville around that space and place. So it's cool. So yeah, man, it's small. World. I also, <laughs> I also lived in uh, Calgary for a little bit too. And I was on my way out West, I had to stop in Calgary next my I never went to that, uh, strippers, but they were there. I definitely got into some shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> shenanigans everywhere man <laughs> yeah yeah totally well you opened up like there's so many questions that i that i want to ask and it reminds me of i had uh, garnet schulhauser on the on the podcast as well and he just talked about how his spirit guides you know this guy was a uh, uh you've been to calgary so in in the 
United States equivalent would be like a Texas, your yeah. typical Texas person. He's got the mustache and he's a gruff guy and he's a lawyer. And the spirit guide shows up in real life. And you, I had him on the podcast, listen to the episode because this isn't a guy who's going to automatically say that happened to him. You know what I mean? Right. Something that he, he, and it shifted his whole life. And he's like, yeah, I ended up losing a lot of friends because it's a whole different world now, but it showed up in physical form. And I know that um, so many people, when somebody passes, the people who were very close to that individual have an experience that lets them know that they're okay. Um, mm -hmm. I can speak to this with my, my, my aunt recently passing and she came to each one of her sisters in a different way to let them know she was okay. And one of the things that happened to me is I was walking through the airport and I called my mom and, um, and as soon as I called my mom, she picked up the phone and uh, I look up and all of a sudden now it was busier. There's like a dollar bill in the middle of the airport, super busy airport, right in the center, a few steps away from where I am. It's like, it looked very odd. And I was like, Ooh, I was like, found a dollar. Mom's like, what? She's like, found a dollar. She's like, that's aunt Susie. I was like, what? She's like, whenever she's like, she told us like, whenever you find some money, an angel is around. And I picked, I picked it up like instantly phone call instantly dollar in the middle of a weird spot. So, right. you know, like that's, that's a coincidence. Sure. You could chalk it up as that. However, when so many people in so many different ways are having these coincidences, um, you know, it's for them, they know, you know what I mean? Right. And I think that was more for my mom than me, just for her because she had lost right. her sister and things like that. And so um, there's a lot of, a lot of places I want to go with this, but what I'm really curious about is, is, is quite a few things. Like when we have this connection, like with another realm, some people are atheists, right? They think nothing's happened. You're just dead. Then you've got, people who believe that there's something after you have people who are religious that it's heaven and hell. You know, my thing with the religious side of it is like, even if God or the creator that you believe in was a total a-hole, like just the most evil person, I think he would make you only burn for like a hundred years, maybe, <laughs> maybe even a thousand. Cause that's terrible. You know what I mean? There's no way, right. That definitely seems like man-made and human-made. It, it feels like energy is eternal and that's what you're kind of connecting with. So what I was curious about is like the distinction between um, people going out there and either a developing the skill, which it seems that you're an advocate for. It's like, you have this connection. You can listen to your own intuition. You can, you know, sense, you know, your own connection with either like a loved one or yourself or your own purpose. Like you can have that. Um, and you're reminding in a certain way, but then you've got this kind of other side of things where the, you've, you look in the past and you see people like uh, Peter Popoff and uh, I'm sure you're familiar with techniques called uh, cold reading. And oh, so, yes. Or, you know what I mean? So you use that and, and people who will, they'll do some of the abilities, but then they'll really do it in a way where it's more egocentric. They, don't, they might not be as developed and they're like, oh, I'm getting this and it's very vague and different things and they're not as honest. So you've got a person who really wants to experience this mystical thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. wow, out of body sounds amazing. Um, maybe like how do like I wanted that I wanted to know I wanted to know beyond a reasonable doubt that that existed and when I had them I can relate because you don't want to come back because right. it's this thing in this is place it's like and you realize that this place is some sort of more challenging fictional construct 
You know what I mean? It's like, what is this thing? It's right. like, it's not as real. It's not as good in there. It's like so warm and cold, whatever it is. It's just way better than here, it seems. Like, what the hell am I doing here? Why, yeah. why did I sign up for this? Like, what, what the is this crap? Yeah, totally. And so <laughs> this is like, this can be challenging. So I can relate to also the people are like, I've never had an experience like that. I need that experience. And they're really seeking it. And when you seek that experience, I think you're also seeking someone who you think can give it to you. And then that's where we can get a little bit shady. You yes. know, and, and, and things that aren't as congruent. They're not as, uh, uh, don't have the same amount of integrity. So right. I wanted to like share all that. And it's not really like a question, just a thought on a lot of those, like how do you um, gauge all that for the person who wants to connect with spirit? That's a direct question I want to ask for later and develop their own intuition. I know you work on that. And how can like, you know, people distinguish between someone who's like just doing like cold reading, you know, and they're not really connecting. Like for you, is it like, hey, I'll do a reading with you. And then you're like, oh, who do you want to talk to? And you can just like no. literally tune in. Okay. No. Okay. I didn't think so. Um, no. You just kind of are coming. Who shows up? Shows up. Yeah. Okay. That's what I, I, I need validation, but I don't, I don't want people leading me because I think that takes from um, authentic uh, people who are genuine, who are receiving information from spirit. It should be something that you validate because even, I mean, whoever you are, I mean, just because you're a psychic medium doesn't mean I know everything. I do not know everything. And I see things sometimes that are very literal. Sometimes they're kind of uh, figurative. And that's where I have to kind of discern the difference when it comes through. But I would rather it come from me to you and then you can validate and whether you understand or don't understand. Uh, but some things are very specific. Like for me, I, I'm doing the TV show and they're recording me on TV show. This is like, I mean, this, the TV show, they have camera guys there. There's no setups, nothing like this. It's you're there, I'm there, and I'm doing the work. And some things come through that just nobody could possibly know. And that's what I want to show people is because they, they, Spirit will look for something unique in a way to validate, to let you know they're in your life that no one else could possibly know. And if you're going to somebody to, like myself, if they can't do that, you're going to the wrong person. You're seeking the wrong person. And again, when you seek somebody out like myself, it's, it's, it's to go and to receive like some information that it is possible for you too. It shouldn't be just to go give your power away. It's there to go to discover that power, but find your own power, to find your own ability to connect to source. And, and when I work with people, I try to help them realize of how they're already connected, communicating to them right now in different ways and leave them in through in the world, whether it's the dollar bill that shows up or whatever. I mean, I've had phenomenal stories about things like that happening that are just impossible. You know, I, thinking about my dad and my dad uh, sends me dimes in Canada and on our dime in Canada, I, you know, my dad was a sailor, was in the Navy. He died in October, the 10th month. So I can, you know, I think about the dime cause it has the blue nose, uh, a boat on it. And the 10th month is my dad. So I'll be thinking about my dad and there's no one home, but me. And I can hear ching. <laughs> I'm like, that sounded definitely like a dime. And I walk out, and sure enough, right in the middle of the floor, it's sitting there. And it was not there. It wasn't a figment of my imagination. It just wasn't there. Another time, thinking about my dad going through some issues uh, at a hotel room. And going into the hotel room, I had three suitcases with gear and different things. And uh, I took in two suitcases. And I'm thinking about my father. And then I left one suitcase out in the hall. It's like 2 in the morning, right in front of my door. Soon as I take my suitcases in, open the door, there's like a $10 bill sitting right on the top of it. 
where the hell did that come from? Wasn't there before. I knew I didn't put it there. It wasn't mine. I didn't have my wallet even on me. So how did it get there? I mean, some way it, it, it appeared, it, it showed itself. It, and I mean, my life is really kind of weird in, in a sense where I've had, I mean, I wish I, I could have everybody have the experiences that I had, because if you, if you did, there'd be no doubt. There would be no possible way that you could not believe that there's something else around us communicating with us, letting us know that they're there. Uh, I mean, for me, I mean, I have my own YouTube channel and uh, I used, way back in the day, uh, I don't have much on my YouTube channel, just everybody know. <laughs> but way back in the day, I, um, I, had, I, I did an 11 minute video. I used to do paranormal investigating because I wanted to understand if there was ghosts or not, if there was really people there. So I went out to explore and that's what I would challenge everybody to do. It's nice to go to someone else to have that experience, but get out there and have the experience yourself really prove or disprove to yourself whether or not there's something there communicating with you. So I went out to various places, the Brahma digital recorder, different instruments, measuring tools to see. I felt there was people, but could I get some type of proof that was, there was something there? I could hear people talking to me. So when I went out and did some investigations, I actually was able to record people talking to me and saying things to me. And I was actually able to hear them saying the things when they were saying them to me. No one else there could hear them. And this is really where it gets weird because I couldn't understand why they could hear them and I, why I could hear them, but they couldn't. And I'd argue with people when I was out there. I'm like, why do you keep saying this? And they're like, I'm not saying it. I'm like, are you sure you're not saying this? And then I would go about doing something and then they would be said again. And I was like, okay, man, I know you're saying this. I'm like, I swear to God, it's not me. I don't know what you're hearing, but it's not me. And then when you go back and listen, you can actually hear somebody there speaking with you. And, um, and have recordings of people saying things to me. So I actually have an 11 minute uh, little like video clip with just different audio clips of different spirits and, and my own guides uh, saying different things. I, so this isn't craziness that I make up in my head. It's not like I'm making this real. This is real for me. And I've been able to prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt to myself. Whether anybody believes it, it's irrelevant to me. Because it, whether or not you believe is your choice. I'm not out there to convert people to spirituality. <laughs> I, I, I will give you wisdom if you're open to it. I will make a connection if you're open to it. Um, but again, it's not for you to give me power. It's for you to find your own power. And that's how I look at things. It's how I deal with the world. And I help people heal. And I feel like that's how I can be in service of the world. I mean, God created all kinds of people, whether it be doctors or therapists, psychologists. I just do a little bit of a different type of like spiritual work, I guess, that helps heal people in a different way. And actually in Nova Scotia, I have like, I think 10 different psychologists that reference me. <laughs> and I, they're all clients of mine, <laughs> which is awesome because I know I must be, something is coming through that is valid and real. That is not something that anybody can know that they know that they can genuinely um, reference me to their clients if they feel like they need me. And, um, you know, so I wrote a book just to get it out there. I mean, nobody gets rich off writing a book, just so you know, I'm, I, I mean, I had an author who helped me. Uh, I spent, I'm going to tell you, like something crazy like $20,000 having this ghostwriter help me write my book. It's going to take a long time to make $20,000 back. I make $2 a book, maybe $1.50. Yeah, I hear you, man. I'm in the <laughs> same boat. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. They, they take a lot of your money, man. <laughs> God, I mean, I had an editor. I had to pay $20,000 in debt to put this out there because I didn't, I didn't write a book to get rich. I didn't write a book to 
to be famous, I wrote a book to share what I know. And there's different ways that you can put out there that you love and different formats. Uh, could be visual online. It could be written word that you put out there. And um, again, read these things not to be like, say, okay, Sean's on a pedestal. Come to Sean. Sean's the man. No, this should awaken something within you that you can find and discover that you're connected and that you may see your life differently, help you look at things differently so that you can awaken and walk your path uniquely as whoever you choose. And that's, that's how, that's how I approach things. And, uh, you know, we all have wisdom, right? I mean, we all have wisdom from different things and, you know, none is greater than the other. I mean, we all have little parts of the truth. There's again, they all go back to the same, but I'm, I, you know, if people want to go out and listen to those little clips of, um, I've got one of my own guide, Victoria, who speaks to me quite often and who I record talking to me often. And, and I know I'm not crazy because I can record her. So if I can record her talking to me and, and I feel, and I hear this person in my head speaking, saying things sometimes, <laughs> and if I can actually tangibly take a recorder and record her saying it, then there's something there. And it's not my, I'm not creating that. And, uh, and and there's, if you want to be skeptical, that's a belief system. You know, it just depends on which side of the coin you fall on, I guess. And that's each to their own. And if you, if that helps you get through life and helps give you peace, then so be it. I mean, there's no right or wrong. Um, I'm not judging your experience or the reason why you've chosen to walk that or believe that. And there is, like you said, coal breeders out there and that's unfortunate. And I wish they're, I wish they would just actually just work with what they're given rather than feel like they have to needle for information. And if they trusted that and really work with that, I think they would probably get a lot more info, but I think they probably block themselves um, because of thinking that they, there must be a fear of being disconnected. So they utilize a tool like cold reading to help them bring information so that they can make people believe, I guess, that they're, they're getting something. Uh, I've seen it. It bothers the crap out of me. Um, I personally don't go to any psychics. <laughs> Occasionally I will. Occasionally. But uh, I don't feel like I need it because why? I mean, I'm connected. You know, I'm connected to creator and source and my people. And, you know, they put stuff in my head. They put information in my head sometimes. It, it comes from them. I don't need to have it validated through anyone else. This is my opinion. Um, and I know people come to me to receive that. but again. It should be about you, your awakening. It should be you learning something about how, if they can communicate to me, then that's possible for you. It's not, uh, you know, it is. It absolutely is possible for every single one of us. I don't think that I'm special and I'm no more connected to source than anyone else. We're all connected to the same source. It's just maybe I'm more aware of it. Mm. And I think it just boils down to awareness. And where can people see that? I want to watch that YouTube. I'll go to my YouTube channel. I mean, if you, if you go to, I don't know what my YouTube channel is actually. Just look up uh, Aboriginal Medium or Second Medium Sean Leonard and it should pop up there somewhere. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes when I find it. Um, well, what, I, what I'm curious about, it's, yeah, you know, in, in my own life, what I can share is similar is that I was curious about this kind of thing. So in my teenage years, I was doing meditation and lucid dreaming. And then I started to read books on psychic powers and intuition. And 
I remember after re- I was actually in Calgary reading a lot of those books at the time, and uh, I was able. I was also biking to work, so I could get through a lot of audio tapes. You know, listen to things like Conversation with God, How to Develop Intuition, Neurolinguistic Programming, Lucid Dreaming, Conscious, just whatever I could get my hands on in that section of the library. And what it what it made me was more spiritual. I think I had a stronger connection to spirit and God than I ever ever had because I was the antenna. It was up to me. And that's when I started to go to these groups that would be around like um, channeling and different things like that. And so when someone's like channeling or doing different things like that, and they're getting information like I'm a direct conduit and all this kind of thing. I was like, that's great. I think we all are. And so whatever you're perceiving may be the truth for you. Um, I don't know if it's the infinite truth and the only truth. Um, You know, it's, might not be mine, but I think that what it, what it does is it allows you to be that creator, that connection, because if you're super connected and you're disconnected, that doesn't really help. It's just showing like kind of the same ideas like, Oh, well, if you're 400 pounds and you're way overweight and this person's in shape, you're like, Hey, this is, what it's like. you know, it's right. like, I don't know it. You know, I don't know everything about, uh, intuition psychic powers or spirit world, but I do have a connection that helps me in my own way. And some weird stuff has happened that, you know, the weird stuff that's happened for me is so weird, but it's just for me. And, and a few of the experiences I've had, luckily my mom was there and I, I look at her and I was like, this is what I'm talking about. And she just sees it. I was like, yes, finally, someone else got to like experience directly something that is just so odd that it just can't be chance, you know? And it made me feel good (laughs) because (laughs) if feel like you're nuts <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I thought it was crazy for a while so yeah um, I mean it, I had to prove it to myself mm. that's where the truth comes from is something like it comes from you inside of you your connection and you know and it's nice to read about people and it's nice to learn about people but it should be awakening something in you it should be but it needs to come to you through you and for you and um you know, it's nice to search people for wisdom, but it's, again, it's something that should open inside of you that you discover your own wisdom, your own connection to source. Well, and that's what I wanted to ask you and make sure that I get in before we have to close up. But is what is your, what are your best uh, techniques or strategies or ways for an individual to connect to spirit in, the, in their own way to find that connection and their own knowingness? Right. I mean, I've structured my course around very similar to something that you said. Um, it's called Spirit Talker Tribe. Um, but the course itself is about growing your spirit first, because, you know, a lot of people think they they can skip this step and it's actually a very spiritual thing to be connected. So practicing meditation, prayer, presence, mindfulness. Um, if you can't create space in your head to see or receive anything, you're not going to, (laughs) so you gotta be at it. You gotta be able to work at that. You gotta be able to learn how to create space. I mean, it doesn't mean you blank. I don't think anybody can blank their, or avoid their mind, but you can create space for something to come in. So it doesn't mean you don't have thoughts still happening, but if you can create presence, even some sense, even for moments, moments, something might slip in at that time. But if you don't know how to create space through your spiritual practice, then you're kind of like blocking yourself before you even began. So I'd say work on your spirit. That's where it starts, your spirituality. And whatever that looks like for you, as long as, in my opinion, would be if it comes from a good space and place and doesn't hurt anybody, and it's coming from compassion, love, joy, happiness, then you're on the right path. Uh, If it blocks or it's egotistical, or if it's like looking down on people or judging people, then it's probably not the right path. That'd be, you know, it just doesn't feel right. And uh, 
you know, follow your gut, feel what, what, what is right, what feels right for you. And if you, if you can raise up in your spirit, because there's an energy difference, right? And you got to bridge the gap. So if you're going to bridge the gap through your spiritual work, and that's why what I was doing when I was younger, I, I didn't even realize it was happening, but I had done it because I was becoming more spiritual. And I, I, and then I started to bridge little gaps and getting bits of information or things started to happen because I was kind of raising in my energy and it wasn't as far for them to kind of connect once you, you know, they, they, and that's what happens. You raise your spirit, you raise your spirituality, you'll make a connection of some sort and whatever you want to call that, your guides, your angels, your spirits, your people, ancestors, it's, uh, it, it's, it, it's all, there's not one, there's everything included in that. And then when you make a connection, then you start to become more psychic. You start to naturally to become more aware. And if I was to give people guidance about how to become more psychic, I mean, work on your spirit, work on your connection. And then, you know, for your clairvoyance to see things, work on seeing things in your brain. Go outside, you know, look at a park bench, look away, and then you can hold the park bench image in your mind. Hold the tree, hold the ego, hold things in your mind visually because the scene that you have that comes to you is going to come from here. And it's going to just one day hit you like a ton of bricks. And you're going to go, what the heck was that? And where did that come from? And you're going to go, and then sometimes it'll be very subtle and soft and just gentle. And that's what I've learned is like, you know, over the years it's, you know, there's no right or wrong, but it took, sometimes it takes a ton of bricks of a vision to come to you to say, wake up, you're connected. We're speaking to you. Are you paying attention? Are you listening? Um, you know, and I don't think they, they want anything for us to know, except really, literally that they're there and that we're connected and there's really no separation. There's no agenda, uh, from spirit to say, Hey, we need to, you need to do this. You need to do that. I mean, that's, that's a personal choice. Um, so when we start adding this stuff like that, then I feel like that's where our ego gets in the way. But, and, and knowing that we're, that we live beyond, that we're connected, and that they can speak to us or give us information or guidance or a message or even just subtly here and there. I mean, I mean, what could be a greater gift to your life, to maybe someone else's life, that you may receive something to give them a little piece of information that may shift their whole reality, shift them in a way where they move away from pain, struggle, hurt, fear to a place of love, compassion, joy, peace. And uh, it, it's, and that's, that's what this work to me is, is giving little things to help people make shifts in their life, to live life more freely. Um, I, and on the tour, especially, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of people that I've been connecting to, especially uh, like every, like all the, like I'm selling tickets to the shows that I go to for the APTN, but all the proceeds are going towards, um, suicide awareness for indigenous people. So all the money that is raised from each show that I go and do is going towards that. And uh, so I'm grateful that, I, and I'm out there helping people. And some of those people, unfortunately, and a lot of indigenous communities have been affected by suicide because I think we've, in a sense, lost our connection to our spirit. And, uh, and there's many people that, you know, it's in us. It's just, you got to rediscover it. And I'm hoping that I can maybe help enlighten people in a way to their own connection uh, through little proofs, little thoughts, little things that uh, make people see, hey, this might be real. That, you know, this, they, they, this might, even if you can put the, the, the thought in their head that 
that he might be able to talk to me. <laughs> you know, then they will start that journey themselves and go a whole road and path where they can discover themselves. And uh, talk to spirit. Don't, you know, it's, don't think you have to have certain words. Speak from your heart. Speak to the creator. Speak to source. Speak to your angels, your gods, your people, whatever you want to call it. Speak to it. Talk to it. Invite it into your life in a way that it helps you. You know, invite spirit into your life to help you be more aware, more awakened, or more alive, or live your life more fully. But invite spirit to work with you to help better your life. That's awesome. Uh, I was writing that down, and, and I think that's so powerful and, and simple because when you said, you know, invite spirit into your life to help you, it's congruent with everything that I've read in spirituality. And sometimes, you know, I, I, I have my practices and I feel like I'm, you know, spiritual for whatever the heck that means. Um, intentional, you know, intentional, but I really love how you say grow your spirit. And also I think it's important to say that there's something there that helps and whether you want to call it spirit, like two people, however you might imagine it, I imagine it as like source nature of the universe. And you know, the environment is usually cooperative. Some, Sometimes it might not be cooperative, but it does exist in this whole. And then when you have that experience that you've had, and I've also had maybe in different ways, you know, at that point, it's all perfect. You know, it's just like, oh, it is, you know, here is definitely not like kind of you're, you, you, it's like you're, you're looking through the eye of a needle in a whole ocean, you know, you're, you're tiny consciousness is trying to grasp something that it can't. And I think that that's a, that as a part of the journey and that maybe spiritual free will to be able to make a different choice, a wrong choice or not a wrong choice, but uh, yeah, like how you said, there are no wrong choices. Um, there just might be like sidetracks and uh, different experiences, but you can get back on whenever you want because that experience will hold value in the end. Like I can't imagine what it's like to lose your, you know, a father at 15. Some people have had worse experiences like that. And you say, Oh, what, this is perfect. Or this is meaningful. Like F you, you know, but it's like over time when you get through, that's a part of who you are and your character and your journey and your experience. That's uniquely you. And, and there's a, everything happens externally. And we're experiencing that, but spiritually, that's when it's happening inside of us. And mm -hmm. so when we ask for that connection of that, I don't know, you call it like pulse of life, the thing that grows the flowers, the trees, and you're, you're inviting it in. And you talked about, again, growing the spirit, you know, who are you? Um, asking to help and in, in so many podcasts have kind of summarized uh, enlightenment of what it is to me and, or it could be spiritually awakened. And the first thing is you, you accept everything that's happened. You might not like it, but you accept responsibility for everything that's happened, for your current circumstances, for maybe the abuse you had, for the trauma. You just have to accept it. It, it just happened. It doesn't mean you got to like it. You just accept it because if you're like pushing it away, you can't have that power to change anything. If you don't accept you broke your leg, you can't fix it or, you know, you can't move forward. So you got to accept what's happened. But the second thing, and I think that's really important is you don't, you, you switch from what can I get to how can I help? And when you switch to how can I help? How can I serve? How can I contribute? How can I grow? You know, it's, it's selfish in a way because you become who you are. It's like uh, Rose being like, I want to know who I am and grow to the best of my ability. And the Rose grows into the greatest Rose of all time. And then the bees come in. He's like, I want to be able to help now. Let me help 
the people around me. Let me help my environment and the bees come by and everything works together because that rose is so strong in who it is and what it is. And I think that if we can find our own strength and our own impulse to grow in our natural way and ask for help with all of the information that's floating around in spirit and realize that pulse is in us, um, I think we're in a very powerful state of mind in a very uh, ideal position to grow our spirit because I think that that's a process. And, and I just really love the term of growing the spirit, you know, each and every day that it is a process that you ask for help and you, you pray out loud and you, and you write it down and you set the intention and then you're creating life more intentionally. Otherwise you're creating a little bit more on default and maybe in fear as well. You know, mm -hmm. and I think that when you connect to that intention and that spirit, your options grow. It doesn't necessarily make it easier, but your options and how you can impact your life and your community begin to grow. And I think that that's really, really important, very basic fundamentals. So I just want to share on that. Do you want to comment on any of that? Yeah, I, I, just be the greatest expression of yourself, the greatest expression that you can be, you know, grow into the person that you're meant to be and whatever that looks like for you. And you're right. If you keep looking back, I mean, you, you know, you can't steer the boat when you're when you're always looking at the wake. You have to look forward and where you're going and steer that direction. And I mean, the past does have meaning. It does have a wake. It's behind us. But uh, you know, don't don't focus on that because that will that that will stop you from where you need to be. Yeah, absolutely, Sean. Man, I wanna I wanna honor your time and and thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for what you're doing. I'm I'm glad you made time for me in your busy schedule. I know you're doing a lot. Uh, it was really amazing. I think you shared a lot of great insights. Before I let you go, I want to ask you two questions. One, is there anything that you wish that I had asked or you want to touch on before you go and feel free to elaborate as long as you wish? And second, it kind of came to my mind at the end here that I think it would be important for people who have lost somebody. You lost your father when you were young. People have lost people and they're grieving. Um, do you have any kind of like message? Because you, you must work with a lot of people who experience that. Do you have a, a, a message or uh, some words for those people that might help ease their grief in some way? Okay, well you know, they're with us and they're connecting to all of us through our thoughts and memories. And, you know, you, everybody has a moment where they're just going about their day and something reminds you of a person that you love that is transitioned to the spirit world. And it could be a song. It could be a bird that you see. It could be a TV commercial. It could be a TV show. It could be anything. When you have moments like that, you know, talk to them. Communicate to them like they're with you, not like they're dead, not like they're gone. Imagine that they're still alive and aware of you because uh, when they speak to me and show me things, and I'll tell you one story because, um, and this is on the TV show too, there was a, a lady that came to me and, you know, her, her husband died, unfortunately, of brain cancer. And when he was coming through, he showed me her climbing up in the attic and finding something that shouldn't be there. And it looked like a, an illegal substance of some sort. <laughs> so I said, he says, you were thinking about him when you got into the new house and you crawled up into the attic. And when you looked in the attic, you found something there that shouldn't be there. I said, I think it's illegal. And, uh, and she cried and she said, I just moved into my new house. And when I got in there, I went up into the attic and there was a bunch of illegal tobacco. <laughs> so why did they tell me something like that? Because, she, you know, she was thinking about him. She's thinking about him wherever she is. She just moved into a new house. I mean, he's not, he's not haunting her. But if you think of somebody, they're aware of what's going on in your life. 
you have an opportunity to speak to them. You have an opportunity to have a relationship with them. And that relationship doesn't die because you're not in a physical body anymore. It still does and will exist if you allow it and still communicate to those people because I know they're always around you and trying to reach back in some way. And through those memories and thoughts, you are connected. There's no separation between us in those, those moments. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. And I think that this whole podcast was very interesting and fascinating. And, and I think for me in my own experiences, my hope is that people are just open-minded and that they realize that they're connected and that from my view and my experiences, I'm very, very confident in, in my knowing that we continue on, you know, yeah. and that, you know, I always say to my friends, my mom, I was like, if I die, you can cry if you want, but don't worry, I'm fine. And, uh, you know, cause I've, I've been to those spaces of whether it's the portal or whatever. It's like, I'm, I know you're going to miss me. That's cool. But don't worry. I'm around. I'm totally fine. And, um, yeah. So I mean, the other part is, is, you know what? None of us are getting out of here alive. Exactly. We're toast. We all go into the same place, man. I so mean, make it a good lost. ride. Yeah. Live your best life to the fullest expression. And, uh, you know, whatever that is. And, uh, you know, we're all going home and we're all going to end up in the same place. Yep. hundred percent. Well, thank you so much. Where can people find more about you if they want to look into your work and your show and all that? Well, if you go to my website, uh, Sean Leonard.com, S H A W N dash or hyphen Leonard.com. You can reach me there through Facebook or YouTube or whatever, all through that space and place. So, um, you know, please feel free to send me a message. I don't know if I'll be able to get back to you, but I'll do my best. <laughs> I usually get swamped, but uh, I will get eventually get back to you at some point. So, Amazing. Well, thanks so much for what you're doing, man. I appreciate you coming on the show and have an incredible day. And well, thank you too, Matt. I, I appreciate you and I appreciate the work that you're doing and helping raise conscious awareness about who we may or may not be. And uh, I'm grateful for you and the work that you're doing as well. So thank you. I'm going to say, well, Alan. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace. <laughs> All right, guys. That wraps up that amazing episode with Sean Leonard. I hope that you enjoyed it, that you learned a lot. I really love what he spoke about is developing your own power, your own intuition. Um, I do believe that there is life after death. I do believe in that sort of thing for myself. I do believe that people with extrasensory abilities exist, but really what matters is us and our own perception of our reality, what we're perceiving, what we're doing. And so um, I hope that you enjoyed the episode and that you learned a lot. It was a pleasure to have Sean on. Like I said, he's filming right now and we've been in touch uh, doing some pretty incredible things. So um, what else? Just thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please share it uh, on Facebook. Take a screenshot, share it on Instagram. Tag me at Matt Belair. Get the word out. Uh, leave a review. And uh, what else could you do? Patreon, all that stuff is great. But the best thing that you can do is one kind act for a human being today. Hold the door open. Pay it forward. Do a kind thing. Give a compliment. Listen to someone. Pick up a piece of trash. Just do something good for your neighborhood for someone else and that would be amazing so for those of you guys who are interested in coaching you want to learn more about consciousness peak performance spirituality connecting to your life purpose anything like that hit me up matt at zenathlete.com happy to work with you your group your organization anything in between so just hit me up let me know and i think that wraps it up so let's come to a state of peace and coherence wherever you are just stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and just let it out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day, feeling totally peaceful, present, 
confident, empowered, energetic, and ready to take on the rest of the day. So thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.